0: Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and TicketFM.com. All right, welcome back into Take a Nights. I am Harrison Arns pushing the ones and twos. We got Jeff Grace the third in here from Nebraska basketball with us as well. No Sam Hoiberg tonight here on the Walk On Weekly. He's got some finals, uh, nonetheless, that's probably more important than doing a one-hour show. So good luck, Sam, on his finals. Uh, he'll be back next week. Don't worry. Along with Jeff Grace the third, but for now, you know we kind of left the break a uh, little bit. You know, talking about the money, but we didn't dive in yet to the All NBA teams and. You know, right away, I just kind of want to dive into the All-NBA First Team. I know we talked a little bit a little bit about it more, but I think last night especially, if you watch that Denver Nuggets-Phoenix Suns game, especially in that third quarter, it maybe didn't have that, like, epic, you know, possession to where you're going to, you know, it's going to burn into your memory. But just that entire third quarter was insane.
1: It was nuts. And Nikola Jokic, again,
0: oh just continues to be, like, He's the MVP, right? He's a force. Like he's got, so the all NBA, the reason why I mentioned that all NBA first team. So obviously your MVP, your center, Joel Embiid forward, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that forward. Jason Tatum again. Don't think anyone's going to disagree. Donovan Mitchell and Shea Gildress Alexander. That one kind of, the Shea Gildress Alexander one kind of surprised me. Um, I don't really have too many problems with it. I think that's just a hard because he's on the Thunder. They're not winning a lot of games. They're young. You know, it just depends. You know, how much do you put into weight? How many wins do you have at the end of the season?
1: I think it's because they actually had a really good year this year, and like he put up the points to like be a first time. I, if if it was me, I agree with the first time, but it's hard. Like I think he could have made the second team for sure um, instead of putting him on the first team, but. Good for
0: him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's just that's just one thing, again, where it, it's, I have a hard time trying to figure out, you know, like where you rank those guys that aren't on winning teams. Because um, in a league like this, we're no longer at a point to where you can be, you know, you, even if you're LeBron James, if you don't have a good roster around you, it's just it's just not. we saw it before he had 80 mm-hmm. when he had all those young guys you know it's just it's not going to work for you um no matter what it seems like so again that, that's just kind of a new ground where it's hard to like dive into yeah. um but that's where we're at there and we talked a little bit but Joel Embiid versus Nikola Jokic he won the mvp and you were saying he didn't play enough games so that was your kind of biggest knock on him but say he played you know 82 games Nikola Jokic played 82 games stats you know let's we'll just say they you know the even out for him like that. You just take what they had for his 43 games, and that's just still his average. Same thing for Nikola Jokic; like he keeps his averages as well. Are you gonna give it to Embiid still if he plays the full season, or are you looking at Jokic being like, "There's no way that guy doesn't get it"?
1: So, from my perspective, watching the Celtics game mm-hmm. versus Philly, he was not assertive at all, like at all. I think it was the third quarter, the fourth quarter. Like he didn't like want the ball. He didn't want to dominate as he should. Mm-hmm. But when you watch the Suns versus the Nuggets, Jokic is very assertive.
0: Even he, when he's he, not scoring, that's the exactly. best part.
1: He he really flows like the game, and really sets the tempo. Even though he plays at a slow tempo, mm-hmm. but it, he plays at his pace and doesn't let anyone speed him up. It's very it's very hard to guard him. So. I for me, watching those two games, let alone the whole season, I think Yoko sh- should have won it. But obviously, as we talked about the media, how it goes, they don't want to see anyone winning three times three back to back to back to back.
0: Yeah, uh, that'd be the last one we talked about. Last one would have been Larry Bird. So, yeah. like, that's how far back that goes. Mm-hmm. We don't, we never really see it. In today's era, we never see it, period.
1: So, I feel like that kind of like answers the question by itself. So, Whether I think it or you think it, at the end of the day, that's just what it was. And I think the media will always be like that Mm -hmm. Um, unless there's a change with, like, the voting, with, like, the fans. Uh, But at the end of the day, I think Jokic definitely should have won it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, for me, it's hands down, like, should have been Jokic. It's just watching the way he operates. He's got that LeBron effect to him where he can impact the game a million different ways. You know, there's, there's times I'll be watching Nikola Jokic and I'll be like, oh, my God, that was an insane quarter. And then I look at the stat sheet and I was like, wait, he took three shots. <laughs> like, how did he dominate that entire quarter? And he went like two for three. And he's just that good. Like you said, it's a ball movement. He's able to get everyone flowing around him. And he is just watching the Celtics. Uh, it's, excuse me, not the Celtics, uh, but trying to figure out, you know, how you want to guard Jokic just all together, like with the Suns. Their idea, if you're watching it, they stay home, stay home, stay home for the Mm -hmm. most part. They don't really want to double Jokic just because he's that good on playing. Anytime you double him, he's that good at making you pay for it. But then you try to, like when you do double him, the other part is it's got to be a perfect double team. Mm -hmm. If you give him his left or right hand, I'm pretty sure he can shoot that running floater or even just standing floater from any direction. Like, he's got that thing on lock. So you not only have to double team him, like, you have to make sure you're on both both hands. Like, he can't have any arm open. Otherwise, he's just going to find a way to float it in. And not to mention, like, he's just a giant out there. You know, they had Aiton and Kevin Durant on him. Tried to double him, left-hand floater right over the top. And, like, those were two pretty tall defenders. <laughs> just did nothing. Like, didn't phase him. So, again, like, to me, that's why it's got to be Jokic because even when he's double teamed he can still find ways to score or hurt you in the playmaking. Um for Joel Embiid for him it's just like a, it's dominance. It's rebounding, blocks, scoring. He's getting better, you know, at passing to the far side, but he, I mean he's nowhere near the level of Jokic. No one in my opinion outside of maybe LeBron James is at that level. Um so again, I just would have gone hands down give it to Jokic, but we talked about it with the media, you know, just kind of what are you going to do about it? But real quick, let's switch up. Let's go to the NBA all defensive first team. So, with this list, I don't, I, I'd have to, I might make some switches in here. I'm curious what you think. Um, but Alex Crusoe, Chicago Bulls, Drew Holiday, Milwaukee Bucks, Jaron Jackson Jr., Memphis Grizzlies, Brooke Lopez, Milwaukee Bucks, Evan Mobley, Cleveland Cavaliers. Brooke Lopez getting that again. I, I, Brooke Lopez, I'm surprised he made first team, but you know, if you watch him, he is a force out there. Yeah. Uh, but is there any names on that list that you might take another look at?
1: So you said Drew Holiday. Yep, Drew Alex Caruso. Yep, you got Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm.
0: Jaren Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson, Brooke Jr., Lopez.
1: Brooke Lopez. See, to me, I think that list is good. They had if you if you watch the whole regular season and watch them play, mm-hmm. they impact the game on defense every game.
0: There's there's one there's one guy on this list that. But surprised me a lot that he's not on all first team.
1: I agree. If you watch the Lakers game the other night and did Davidson score that much in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. didn't have that many points. But the way he played it defensively, guarding Steph Curry on the perimeter, that was ridiculous. It, it was you impressive. Don't, you don't see that very often. No. So uh, I think he with what he does and how much he contributes on the defensive end, I think he should have been at least first team, second team, but at least he should have been out
0: there. Yeah, I'd throw, you know, probably get AD in the mix. The guy I was talking about, the guy that you said impacts the game no matter what, stay, stay on the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I mean, I, I wonder if a lot of that is just like same thing, voter fatigue. But I mean, you can't tell me that, guys. Not. that's very If true. you're picking five guys in the NBA that you don't want to see on defense at the half-court possession...
1: It's very true. Like,
0: he's got to be on there.
1: Plays hard every game.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just a threat. And, like, again, it's hard because you look at some of the numbers and it's like, yeah, he might not be high in some of these categories, but at the same time, that's because people aren't just going to be going at him like that. Yeah. You know, there's, like, an intimidation factor with these defensive all-stars that you can't really rank. You know, how many times are they just working around him because they're like, it's not worth the shot. (laughs) Like, they just got to pass out. You got a one-on-one in the lane with Giannis. Like, you're going to try to probably kick it out for the three. You're not taking that one-on-one against him.
1: That'd be the last
0: option. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other, uh, some other names, just looking um, online here, someone's that, you know, biggest snub. Some people are saying Minnesota's Jaden McDaniels. If you liked your league pass, you watched Jaden McDaniels. I haven't watched him all season, but I will say when I watch him in small snippets, yeah, I mean, he's going to be good for a really long time. Yeah. He's coming into his own. I think he's going to be, he's probably going to be making some of those lists for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Uh, and then Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously, is another big one that a lot of people are trying to figure out.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jaden McDaniels had a really good year overall. And I think like what kind of like I saw him when I first saw him, I saw him playing uh, the I think it was called the crossover that uh, Jamal Crawford host. Mm-hmm. And that's my was my first time seeing him. He he's a really good player um, and he's really like has a lot of length to him. Um, so watching those games when the Timberwolves were playing, it was really interesting to see because he really stuck out to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, if you're the Timberwolves, you're, you're going to need some guys to stick out here pretty soon because you're strapped with that Rudy Gobert contract. (laughs) That's another team that those big boy contracts. I think you see that a lot with new owners as well. Those new owners, they really like to make a splash Yeah, that first trade. Anytime you got a new owner, you can almost see it within the league too. That owner gets a lot of phone calls. Early on, and Very I feel true. like they always get pressured and giving up just a huge haul. Um, So again, Timberwolves, another team worried about him.
1: Speaking of owners, what do you think about the sh- like the interaction with Jokic and the Suns owner? What do you think about that? Do you think he should have been fined? Do you think he should have been suspended? Like, what was your intake on watching that?
0: <sighs> I think he just let it go. I really, I don't think he knew it was the owner. I think he saw a fan get up and he was like, "I'm trying to get the ball." Like, yeah. sit back down and get out of my way. I don't think, you know, he was trying to be overly aggressive. I just also think when you're that big of a dude, you put your arm out. Like, it's a massive dude. I, I if I would have seen malicious intent, then you talk about it. For me, I didn't see anything malicious about it. Like, yeah, he definitely shoved him. I won't deny that. Like, he pushed him out of the way for sure. But was he hurt? You know, you know, was he falling on the ground? I didn't see anything malicious. Jokic wasn't even really looking at him. He was just kind of brushing him to the side, trying to clear a room. I had no qualms about it. It's To me, it seemed just like, a, you know, I'm trying to get the ball, get out of my way type of deal. And it didn't go over the top for me. But what about you?
1: I agree. Like, watching that and, like, hearing, like, everyone's reactions, I feel like it's the media again. <laughs> yeah. It portrays it in a negative light.
0: Um, we are the media, Jeff. <laughs> it's, very, it's very
1: true at the end of the day. Um, but <laughs> uh, it's just tough because being that big of a dude – That much, I guess, like, and emotions going into the game, especially Mm -hmm. during the game, it's just very hard. Like, when you want the ball, like, to move fast, it's very, it's very tough, especially with like fans around you, like, center court. Like, uh, I don't, like, I don't. My take, I don't know why the Suns owner had the ball, like, why he was just like holding the ball. Yeah, that kind of didn't make sense to me but i mean i guess it's whatever at the end of the day he the sun's owner actually addressed it and he's said like yoga shouldn't be suspended or anything yeah he was
0: awesome about but it but he
1: man. got fined,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is crazy i don't think he should have got fined. um and the nuggets coach uh was very upset about it and he addressed it in the, his interview so i didn't think it was a big deal but as we know, the media portrays it negative light again.
0: Yeah, we talked about it. Maybe that's you know why the Nuggets coach had that take on it. He's like, anything you can do to put a bad light on the, you know, take it away from the team and put it all on you, which is just going to have that bleeding effect for the rest of the Nuggets. You want to do anything in your possible, you know, anything in your power to stay away from that. Uh, but that's probably a good point to put a, put a pin on in here. We got one more segment of the week on or the walk on weekly here with Jeff Grace the third. No, Sam Hoiberg. I'm Harrison pushing the ones and twos. We'll go ahead and throw it to break here and be back right after this break.